That's the worst. Feedback. We get your feedback. You send us feedback. We love your feedback. Keep sending feedback so we can feedback you on your feedback. We love your feedback. So it was a good week. Tell him, Jeff. Tell him. Bring him out. Bring him out, Vaughn. Bring him out. Uh, my buddy Adam, who <laughs> was like, oh, I got feedback, and then didn't send feedback. Yeah, sweet moves. But he actually did this time. Um, he says, so say show, worst show feedback. Thanks for the shout out. As to me uh, referencing him for Nurchie's Pizza, it's in this box. (laughs) Um, All talk shows are for old retired people, which might be the worst thing about it for me. If you do, (laughs) if you talk about a sports one, I hope you talk about the Joe Buck show from HBO. Yeah. What happened there still blows my mind. First, why did they think he could handle it? <laughs> Second, why would they let Artie be the guest? And yeah. third, it's stunning how little interpersonal skill Joe Buck has. <laughs> you see it every time they show him on camera during a football game. He does the most awkward look at the camera like he's 12 and smiles like he got caught doing something he shouldn't. <laughs> he's so weak. Who cares is the most on-brand answer for your podcast. And it's actually what makes Letterman and Conan great because they understood how silly the game was that they were playing. So why not wink at the audience who knows how ridiculous it all is? Nice, yeah. Um, And then he says, have you ever watched Gary Shandling? I haven't, but this episode makes me want to check it out. The Larry Sanders show, you mean? It's Gary Shandling show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Larry Larry Sanders show. Well, that that would be the best thing about talk shows because it's so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. That's a good point about Conan and Letterman. Yeah. Nailed Not it. taking it too seriously. Yeah, understanding that no one cares. <laughs> right. Except old people. Um, Ed. Little Eddie Long. Ed Long is the Joe Benish of coffee. <laughs> so, as Benish sends us year-round rock feedback, Ed sending year-round coffee feedback. <laughs> what well, he's first- he's. He's fallen off on his liquid dreams, uh, O-Town. <laughs> I just think it's not prevalent enough. Um, Ed's first meme was, I almost didn't understand. I mean, I understand it, but it's really dumb. It's just a picture of a pot of coffee, and it says, this is not coffee. Then it's a picture of another pot of coffee that says, that's darker. This is coffee. 
what sucks about it is the first one's like it they're almost ex- identical. Mhm. It's not like the one has like tons of like creamer and like <laughs> where it's like beige. It's slight slightly less black. Yeah. How much more black can this be? <laughs> so I said, okay, if the second one is coffee, what's the first one? Weak, Ed, weak, pitiful, watery bean juice. <laughs> Real coffee is thick, black, and viscous. And then you threw in jitter juice. <laughs> yeah, that must be the jitter juice. That's official jitter juice. Then another coffee meme. The coffee is ready with just woman putting in an IV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed's and, feed Ed's feed must be just like pumping him more coffee memes from the through his algorithm. Uh best laugh in years. Ryan Vaughn excitedly <laughs> proclaiming Tony Danza fucking T D. <laughs> the pure giddiness in his voice was magical. Also thanks to both of you for continuing to use bull junk at every opportunity. <laughs> To which I replied, Tony Danza, he's actually the boss, so. And Ed disagreed. Technically, Mona was the boss, perfectly portrayed by elderly, redheaded sex kitten, Catherine Helmond. <laughs> Let's bring her out. <laughs> bring him out, Vaughn. Bring him out. Yep. Um. Yeah, she's incomparable. Then he had sent a clip of the first Mac and Me, Rudd. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Bit. Uh, this is the first Mac and Me. Paul Rudd actually pulled it for the 500th time on Conan's podcast earlier this week. So genuinely funny, especially this first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed hits us on all the different platforms. Yep. Talk show feedback. Hello, brothers. I had several laughs throughout the episode, especially my giant, uncontrollable outburst for Tony Danza. Fucking TD. I agree with all of the points that were made and laughed at your final verdict of who cares. Unfortunately, as you both know, I care. The only talk show that has kept me entertained for 30-plus years involves one Conan Vincent O'Brien. <laughs> The host makes a huge difference when you develop a relationship with that host. I've never met Conan or physically been beamed up by him. (laughs) But it honestly feels like I have been friends with him for decades from watching and listening to his shows. That gift he possesses is what makes me actually care about him and about his shows. Still, as a genre, talk shows are horrible and I will joyfully support your Who Cares for every other talk show that is created from here until the end of humanity. Thank you. (laughs) I don't disagree. I think we almost put Letterman and Conan in a separate category. Yeah. I think that comes through. Yeah. But uh, a heartfelt uh, homage to Conan O'Brien from... Ed. His be- his best friend Ed, right? 
Um, Vormasano. <laughs> Re- still on Fast Five is hilarious. It was like a month and a half ago, it feels like. Rewatched Fast Five. <laughs> it's better than I remember. The Rock's portrayal of Hobbs is definitely in its infancy here. He gets better in the next movies. Awesome. But goddamn, it's still so good. He still hasn't mentioned one specific thing about it that's good. Well, it's probably it's the, better uh, than he remembers. It's probably the uh, artifacting. Yeah. <laughs> Good art, good artifacting on being a a government black ops agent. <laughs> um, and then he says about about to start talk shows. If this is the worst talk show, the answer is the Man Show, which we didn't 100%. talk about. I I kind of skipped over it because I mean because it wasn't worst talk show. Right. If and then he says, if it's the worst thing about talk shows, the answer might still be the man show, or just Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. Kimmel and James. Carola. James Kimmel. Jim Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him and him and Carola. the man. I didn't. Although, didn't Rogan do it? If I'm honest, I didn't know that it was a talk show. Yeah, it's kind of one of those. It just felt like a. Wasn't it on Comedy Central? (laughs) Yeah. I yeah, I think you would put it under talk shows for lack of another term for it. I also don't remember anything about it because I probably watched it once. Duh! It was classic, just like. Hey man, cause we're guys and we like That's chicks and every beer. bit, every bit was. Hey man, shut up. We're just guys. Yeah, like that was the bit. It was, yeah, it was Kimmel and Corolla. But then, at Kimmel left, and they uh, they brought in somebody. I thought it was. I thought Rogan was involved somehow. Mm, that would make sense. Hang on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Rogan. Nice. So Corolla and Kim all started it for like five years, 99. Five years. Then Rogan and Doug Stanhope. Yikes. Imagine imagine that being on your ledger. Just I'm trying to give Stanhope a a legit job. Just sloppy seconds on hosting the man show. Yikes. Yep. Um Oh. I went to we went out to dinner with Gusha, so Joe's like, I was dying laughing at the mention of Morton Downey Jr. He's like, I literally haven't thought about it since it was on TV. It's been like probably 
like 30 years or more. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as you said it, it all just came rushing back. <laughs> I immediately saw the logo, just the op- gaping mouth with full, just full teeth on both. Full tiny teeth. Yep. And he's like, it was insane. So Goosh and I have been like on a mind meld because the whole up. fishing are are similar fishing uh, experiences, and then <laughs> the Morton Downey Jr. thing. Um, yeah, but, I went down a I went down a pretty deep rabbit hole of watching Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> clips when I was editing that one. Just bowl <laughs> as for an ashtray. <laughs> It was then, wild. Um, we got Bree fishing. I I believe I got swept up in 80s fishing culture. See, it was totally a thing. Yeah. I'm glad people are coming in on that. I would go lure shopping at the flea market, always on the lookout for the hot new lure. <laughs> the sexiest jig I ever bought was a neon crayfish pick included having a (laughs) having a quarry full of ponds in my backyard fueled this short-lived hobby i was probably completely over it by high school my wife and kids are all fishers though they especially like ocean fishing on our yearly outer banks trips i personally don't see the point i sit in my beach chair chiding them as they cast endlessly into the waves (laughs) Usually reeling in an empty rig or a skate, (laughs) (laughs) which I'll inevitably have to pry off the hook. Fishing video games are pretty ass. (laughs) Tried a few, but they always remind me of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Fishing video games. Oof. You've selected driver. Yep. <laughs> I I suggest feathered touch. You selected power drive. <laughs> power drive. <laughs> um, talk shows. Excellent episode. Such a dense topic. Could have been a multi-part episode or a four-hour epic. Thanks for recalling Morton Downey Jr. for me. <laughs> that Definitely show was wild. Is. You could practically smell the smoke. <laughs> Seeing commercials for talk shows that you never knew existed. Who is actually watching these? What makes celebrities want to do this? It's just embarrassing. Carpool <laughs> karaoke. Yeah, we didn't even bring up Corden. Yep. That was an oversight. Um, carpool karaoke might be a worst for me. That idea spread like the plague. It's just so forced. Then the picture of his lure. Just a neon green <laughs> crayfish. Um, I got a couple from Jay Price. He says... Um, I was on a long worst of the week hiatus, but proud that Baxter has stuck with it all along. (laughs) Um, And then he says, I definitely owe you guys some feedback. 
Um, the fishing episode was amazing. <laughs> I especially <laughs> loved Ryan thinking the way to catch fish is to sneak up on them while they're sleeping. <laughs> And then I said, is that dumber than when I called Formula One cars low to the ground cars? Low to the ground cars. <laughs> and he said, well, they are low to the ground. True. <laughs> that was a literal description. Yep. <laughs> and then he sent proper feedback. Um, uh, talk shows. The commercials during daytime talk shows. Medical alert bracelets. <laughs> Lawyers trolling for injured workers. <laughs> Adult diapers. Reminders about class action lawsuits. Yep. They know their audience. <laughs> um, they spawned one of my least favorite phrases. You get a car and you get a car. <laughs> just like giveaways. That's just, that's Oprah. Yep. And then he has anything featuring Stephen yep. A. Smith, which I am 100% behind. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to break down the talk show's episode into Individual genres. talk shows. <laughs> and do sports and do late night and do... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... He must have sent this while listening. He says, I was hoping you'd mention the bit Paul Rudd does, always does with Conan. They did it again for the five-year anniversary of Conan's podcast, so you could only hear it, and it was still funny. <laughs> and then he says, a worst pod episode on Mac and me. <laughs> An E.T. ripoff with a paraplegic Elliot and sponsorship from McDonald's <laughs> would kill. If you can get anyone to watch it. The new Mystery Science Theater on Netflix did a Mac and Me episode, which I highly recommend. That's one we should do in the the watch-along version. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I think that is all I and that's our feedback. It was your feedback. Thank you for feedback. It's a big feedback. We love your feedback. So we can feedback. You want your feedback. Please send us feedback. Don't, Don't be, be the, the worst. worst.